Joining us now, he is the PR director for Looper's The Caddy's Long Walk movie. Ward Clayton joins us. Ward, welcome into the golf shop. Hey, fellas, how are things in the Queen City? Good, man. Warm, <laughs> hazy, yeah. hot, and humid. If you uh, if you like really warm weather like I do, this is your spot. Get loose on the first tee more easily, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I get to, I get to take my daughter who never plays golf and her boyfriend today to play golf and. And I gotta tell you, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> Tea times at two o'clock, and I'm thinking, God, what am I getting myself into here? <laughs> Show patience, man. I'm yeah, that's that's Show what patience. it's all about. Yeah, I mean, not only when you're playing, but when you're when you're having to do something like that, it just makes a big difference. Lord, I can't yeah. wait for this movie. Uh, as a former caddy, and I and I was on the uh, mm-hmm. the PGA tour for a short while, I cannot wait to see this movie. Tell us how this came about. Fifteen years ago, guys, I wrote a book called uh, Men on the Bag, the Caddies of Augusta National, okay. sort of telling the stories of Cemetery and Iron Man mm. and all these guys who you knew by nickname and maybe their golfer affiliation but didn't really know their real name or their story behind them. So cut to the chase about four or five years ago, this gentleman named Jim Packer called and left a voicemail cold call and was – looking into doing a caddy documentary. Um, he's an executive in uh, L.A. for a movie studio, big golfer. And somebody passed along this book to him, and that spurred his interest further. Hmm. And he cold called me. My wife got the voice message, Googled him like we always do these days, and she said, this is a guy you ought to call back. So uh, we went to Scotland, went to Ireland, Bandon, Pebble, Evan Scholars, Augusta, and places in between and uh we got a film coming out june 7th and i think as of today it's in 29 states 92 venues um unfortunately north carolina is not one of them and i'm a native and i can't believe that (laughs) but so but you know we still got you know two weeks to go so that that something may break on that so if you guys know somebody in the in the in the movie house business in that area, please uh, talk it up in that as a, ma- as a matter of fact, I do. So I'll, I'll, I'll call these guys. There you go. Yeah, I mean, awesome. you, Ward, I, I I was a caddy. I was a uh, Francis We Met ca- Caddy Scholarship recipient. So uh, I, I know what you're talking about. I mean, you know, back in the back in the late '70s, early '80s, it, it was very much uh, you know the, the, what we always hear about caddies: show up, keep up, and shut up. Uh, but you know, when you it's a lot more than that in being a caddy, especially at the top level. I mean, but everywhere in between, I mean, it can be a lot more than that. And there's a lot more going on. I mean, I've always said, uh, you know, we, we had a 19 man shootout at my, my dad was a PGA professional. We had a 19 man shootout. And, you know, I always say that one of the best things I ever did was I took like a, a guy that was like a 22 handicap and I got him, I got him through the 15th hole by saying, you know what, I'll caddy for you if you do what I tell you to do <laughs> and, 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 and hit every shot that I tell you to hit. And, he was. He said, "Okay, I'll do it." And I think I amazed everybody by getting him to the fifteenth hole in that competition. So caddies can be a lot more than just somebody carrying the bag. Oh no! And I think that hopefully this film relates to the fact that it's not just reading putts or pulling clubs, yeah. but it's how you interact with the guy you're caddying for. Um, you know, you're a psychologist, you're a mother, you're a coach, you're you know, you name it. Uh, I think Mike Kaiser, who owns uh, Bandon Dunes had a great line in this film. He said, the caddies are the people, the employees he wants, that he cherishes the most because they spend 36 holes a day with the guests, and therefore 
they're right there with them more than anybody else. And he wants them to be the happiest and give the best perception of where they are. So that's in large part, the caddy's your best friend for, for a week or, you know, however long you're playing golf there. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I, when I became a caddy and then I obviously went to work in the golf shop for my dad, one of the things that we always did at the beginning of the year was we would actually hold a caddy school, and I would go out and we'd train we'd train new kids coming in to be caddies. I and, went th- I went through the same yeah, thing. Yeah, and mean, it was we awesome. Had to, we had to. I mean, before I could do that, I mean, I, it, and I and I was fortunate enough Ward, to work at Peachtree Golf Club in Atlanta, so I had a I had a nice gig down there. But um, yeah, they had training. I mean, it, went, it was two or three days, and you you know you had to know every bit of the fundamentals of caddying. And I don't know if that's still happening. I'm sure it is at the better clubs. But I'm not so sure that's happening, uh, you know, everywhere. No, but I think caddies have gone from being the guy who worked in the barn or worked in the kitchen to somebody that's really a well-respected person. Right. Both at resorts or on the pro tours, and you know, and you, you, you guys know this as well as I do. Somebody like a Michael Greller or yeah. Steve Williams, you yeah. know, you get the right player, you, you're going to have a pretty good livelihood. So um, it's, you know, I mean, I mean, Bones Mackay is not having a hard time with it. He's parlayed that into a television career. Oh, no doubt. You know, know, he did that with Phil for so long. And I think people realize from interviewing or talking to him that he would be great to convey what's going on on the golf course. But, you know, I know the media, for example, I used to be in the newspaper business. If I wanted to find out something, I didn't go to the player. I went to the cat. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still one of the things that I'm still upset about Ward is I went out and played. I got to play Pebble Beach one time. You know, I was one of those one off things where I called the day before and they said, we, you know, we've got one opening. It's seven twenty tomorrow morning. I said, I'm in. When I got there, I wanted a caddy and the other three people in my group were riding. They would not you know, they wanted the caddies to do two bags. And I said, I'll pay. I'll pay for, for two bags, for two bags right. and they still wouldn't let me do it. And I'm still a little bit upset about that to this day that I wanted to be able to walk Pebble Beach with a caddy. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that the coolest experience? It is. To, to just, just walk the golf course, whether you're carrying your own bag or especially if you got a caddy to sort of interact with you along the way. So, by the way, you say you guided that guy through 15 holes. What happened on 16, 17, <laughs> That's 18? what I was going to say, Ward. <laughs> he, uh, he, he hit it. I had him hitting like, I, you know, because I asked him, I said, what's your favorite club to hit? Uh, you know, and he, and he said like his five wood. So we, off of every tee, we would hit five wood. And that hole, and he hit it, he hit it in play every day. Like we were even laying up on, like we had a 180-yard par three. He hit nine iron off of it, and you know, down to about like 120 yards down the fairway, yeah, and pitched wood. it onto the green. No, on a par three, okay. pitched it on the green, yeah. and two putted and made four net three and yeah. moved on, because yeah. uh, we eliminated one person hole. On that 15th hole, he dead, like healed the five wood oh. into the trees, and we tried to pitch out, and it took him three to get out, and we were trying to just get it out sideways, and just it got into a spot where he couldn't get it out, and he made like an eight or nine on the hole, and just and lost, but. Just one that one bad shot cost him, but man, we hit it. You know, we we laid up on every hole. We 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 played every hole like one more to par and got him to fifteen. It was it was so yeah. It was it was awesome experience. <laughs> That's great. So Ward, uh, you know this this movie. Um, you said you've been to Scotland and and Pebble Beach and and all the places that you had mentioned. Is it interviews with caddies on funny stories? I mean, tell, give us a, a feel for how this thing flows. Sure. It, it starts in Ireland and Scotland and gives you the origins of not only golf, but how caddies came to be mm. and how they developed 
from, you know, old Tom Morris, who's the first caddy master mm-hmm. at, at the old course. So it, it, it talks about how they migrated to the United States, how they developed um, as a group of people that were, you know, they, they were club makers and caddies when they first came to the States. That's what the, their value was. Stuart Maiden, who taught Bobby Jones a game of golf, was an instructor and brought his expertise to East Lake in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Bobby Jones learned how to play golf from him, and of course, Jones started Augusta National and got the Caddy Corps there going, which is a pretty famous group. So it takes you from the outset of golf and caddying to what it's like now. We talk to caddies, we talk to players: Watson, Crenshaw, Zeller, Trevino, Strange, all these kind of folks. Yeah. And, and it's not just about tour caddies; it's about caddies at resorts. Or, or places that you know people would go play golf and how they interact with them. How that's such a such a memorable experience to have a caddy not right around in a golf cart. Yeah, in fact, a lot of people don't know this, but when I played Pebble Beach, I had a caddy, and he, uh, you know, he was only going to be there. I think it was May that I was playing. He was only going to be there for a few more weeks, and then he was coming east to work at Oakmont for the for the summer. So, I mean, these guys travel. The really good ones travel around all year long to different nice nice venues. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, you, you guys were asking the, the, the how the film flows right. and where it's going to be seen. I know in your listenership, Myrtle Beach is going to show it. Charleston's going to show it. Richmond, Virginia is going to show it. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the cool things that we're doing about this film, too, is the, the website is loopersmovie.com. Not only can you find out there where it's showing, but you can also, at the same time as in theaters, your club, for example, you know, Charlotte Country Club or something mm-hmm. like that could get it and show it for a minimal fee. And instead of having the Jimmy Buffett cover band at Charlotte Country Club, you could have dinner and a movie where people come in and have dinner and all of a sudden they can watch the film in their, in the, in their own place there. So I think that's a pretty cool extra in case it's not in your market. Yeah, that is cool. And I'm sure Bill Murray had lots of fun narrating this. Bill Murray uh, does not have an agent. He's got an attorney and an 800 number. <laughs> really? Yep. And wow. so it took us six months <laughs> to go through that process and get him. And he I don't know if you guys realize this, but he lives in Charleston most of the year. Does he really? Yeah. Well, he had, you remember Bill Veck, who brought Eddie Goodell, the little midget in baseball, yeah. to the plate? Yeah. Uh, that, one of the, great, one of the greatest promoters box. ever, yeah. Exactly. Bill's son, Mike Beck, owns the Charleston River Dogs minor league baseball team. And Bill at least used to have a a, um, a piece of that. And he liked Charleston. He and Bill were friends from Chicago. And so he liked Charleston. So he, so he lives in Charleston a lot of the time. Wow. Um, Bill, uh, in this movie, I think, comes across. He didn't really go into character like you would see him do for, you know, Carl Spackler from Caddyshack yeah, or anything okay. like that. But yeah. he's really... He and all of his brothers were caddies in the Chicago area growing up. And mm-hmm. he said Saturday Night Live, Second City TV, and caddying were instrumental in his career. Mm. And I'm glad so I'm that, not. I'm glad he's not going into that shtick that that he would normally do um, in in front of a crowd. I'm glad. Well, of he's that. got he, he's got an interesting dynamic going in early June. He's narrating this film starting June seventh. And then the following weekend, June 14th, he and Adam Driver co-star in a zombie comedy. So um, that's a little bit of a spectrum there. That's total Bill Murray right there. Oh, man. Wow. 
Well, Ward, we really appreciate you taking some time to talk with us. Uh, apparently, Matt's going to see if we can get something going here in the Charlotte area, and uh, we'll we'll make it happen. Yeah. Cool. Let me know. I'd love to help out in any way I can. And uh, thank you guys. And the only pay I need from this is just send me some barbecue, please. They you don't got have it. that in Florida. All right. We'll do it, man. Thanks a lot, Ward. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Ward. Take All care. Right.